ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble! I'm Derek. And I'm George. Never kick a fresh turd on a hot day. <laughs> Come on, man. We need to slug away and, and go the 15 rounds. Give it our all. We're outnumbered. This country's in trouble. Me and you are just the kind of guys who can pick you're listening to the Derek and George Live Show. Welcome to the Road Less Travel. Welcome to the Derek and George Live Show right here on Blog Talk Radio and the Road Less Traveled YouTube channel. Pump up the jam. <laughs> I'm tired. Tired and down. You are tired. I'm I tired. Can, I can tell when I walk right in. You're just really yeah. A little subdued this morning. Contemplative. Ooh, that's I a like good that. word. That's yeah. a big word. Is it contemplative or contemplative? Contemplative. I think it's either. I just said it. Yeah. yeah. Contemplative. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good too. Deep thought. Mm-hmm. Deep thought. Deep hey, you thought. can find uh, Derek. Sound like. Public Deep Thoughts thought. with Jack Deep Handy, thought. right here on PBS Station. PBS. <laughs> Stay tuned for NPR. <laughs> Holy crap. Hey, you can find us at DerekandGeorge.com, D-E-R-E-K-A-N-D-G-E-O-R-G-E.com. There it is, if you're going to watching it on YouTube, right there with a the big United States flag. Where's Alaska and Hawaii on that picture? Alaska's right there. Well, yeah, I've been there a long time. Stayed there for a year. Hawaii, ever been there? Wonderful. No. Me neither. Me neither. Hey, uh, I'm Derek. This is George. You're listening to the Derek and George Live Show. Got a lot of things going on this week. What's going on today? You know what? What There's birthdays. Birthdays. There's birthdays. January 12th? No, February 12th. You oh, did that last week. I don't know what the heck I'm happened with that. You're still in January, man. I don't know what the heck's going on with you. Hey, okay. just a second. got to fix my little thing here. There we go. Okay. All right. Now, February 12th. February 12th, okay. 2015. Carney George here is going to uh, try and guess the ages of, uh, let's see, how many people do we have here? We've got one, two, three, four people, and all of these people you are familiar with. So... And and let me look at this here. Two are dead, two are alive. February twelfth. So, so Cody okay. George is gonna we're gonna give yes. him, we're gonna give Cody George the individual, and then he's gonna try and guess either uh, how old they were when they died, mm-hmm. or how old they are now. Okay. All right. First okay. one. Yes. You should probably know mm-hmm. because we've got this coming up on. It's Abraham Lincoln. Today is Abraham Lincoln's birthday. Yes. Hence the national holiday on Monday, President's mm-hmm. Day. Yes. Abe Lincoln, how old was Abe Lincoln? Abe Lincoln, when he died, Ford yes, Theater was 56 years old. Absolutely right. You knew that, didn't yes, you? Yes, I, I, I You did. are Abraham Lincoln. Well, I, you know. 56. He's an important guy. So I, he was an important guy. Yeah. 56 years old, died. 50, 56. Yep. And not a good night at the theater. And what day did he die on? Oh, April 14th. Careful. Uh, April 14th, 1965. April 14th. No, April he was shot 14th. on April 14th. Died April 15th at 7, 7 in the morning. 7.15, something like that. I would, I've been to the house that he was, when he was uh, that really? taken to across from, from the fourth. Yes. yes. Very... Humble little place, and obviously because of what it, yes, the importance of it, just where people can walk in, say they, yeah. the the room where he actually the bed was, and he yes, was, where which uh, ironically I believe uh, Booth stayed in that uh, yes. house for a time. That's right. So That's right. The yeah. whole six Semper's Tyrannus, yes. cracking of the shin bones. Fifty-six. Uh, hey, you—you you know what? You're gonna—you're gonna like this next person, Forrest Tucker. 
F Troop. Oh, good old Forrest. You remember F Troop? I remember. Well, we we had a Larry Storch. Larry Storch. Day a while back. Because he was. Old F Troop. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, these guys were great. Wow. They were. What was this guy's name again? Forrest Tucker. Forrest Tucker, that's right. He was was just a very likely man. Dead forever. I don't know how long. I I would tell you when. I won't give it away at all because you really don't know when. He died in 1986. Died in 1986. Mm hmm. Wow. Okay. So. How old was Forrest Tucker when he died? 68 years old. 67 years old. Carney George is freaking amazing. Carney George is amazing. Yeah, that's two for two. He's not young of something. If 67 is young. Bill Russell. Hey, it is. It is young, yeah. Bill Russell. Bill Russell, Russell, uh, obviously, of the Boston Celtics. Boston, the Snow Celtics. And Bill's still alive, and today he has a birthday. Wow. How old is Bill? Man. Maybe we give you a plus or minus three. So there's okay. a six-year gap there for Carney okay. George. Okay, let me think about this. Boston uh, Celtics. Ha. Uh, Boy, how old would he be? Uh, he's still I he's, will, yeah. 78 years old. Bingo, 80 years old. 80 years old. Carney George is on, on fire. On a roll. And, and finally, Robert Griffin III. Robert Griffin III. Oh, RG3. RG3. Today is his birthday. Like four years, 26 years old. He's 24. Oh, he came in early. He came out of of college early. Yes, that's exactly right. Man, you were so good on that. I got all four then. You did. All four. Bing, 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 bing. All four for Carney George. Does he win, boys and the girls? Uh, Yes. Just really, again, Carney George. Amazes Thank you. me. Thank you. You know, we did lose some people though. This week has been tough. You know, I heard, uh, we lost uh, Dean Smith. We lost Dean Smith, the coach of North Carolina. All right. We lost Jerry Tarkanian. Do you know who Jerry Tarkanian is? Uh, yeah. Coach of UNLV, guy that used to he was chew on the towel. Right. Yep. And then we lost Bob Simon. Bob Simon from 60 Minutes, which I don't. Uh, I don't follow I, 60 I don't, minutes. I don't know who this children is. Of, children in the car crash. I recognize Bob Was Simon. I not talking about amazing how people... Now, he's not a guy that lives in harm's way, but right. he's, he has been in harm's way. Yeah. Uh, I believe he was uh, detained in Iraq. Who was he? As a correspondent. I'm not a big thing at one time. I, I, I don't know that for sure. That, that yeah. could be erroneous. But but anyway, here he, here he, he, he was obviously in way... Uh, yeah. Worse spots than in car wreck. Yeah, car wreck. Just uh, unbelievable. And he was, uh, what, early 70s? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, he was. Um, you know the other thing? We've got some, obviously, news that's going on. Uh, got to gotta get in. We talked about it last week. Um, and, and we're not going gonna to rehash the whole thing, but uh, Lion Brian, uh, Brian Williams, uh, suspended, uh, no pay for six months from NBC Nightly News. Right. Uh, my quite, <laughs> my question to you. My is, question to you. Good enough. Is that is that does the crime does the punishment fit the crime? Six months. Oh, I I think that because ultimately it's. I, 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 he's six he's months gone. from six months from from the anchor desk is a he, is he, a death sentence. Do you think he'll be back? No, no. I it, it it's yeah it's done. No, he'll end up on the MSNBC. What, what kind of credit? What, what do you to to say about Matthews. people that are get, if if he were to come back that keep watching? It's like eh, you're not going to have you're losing viewership. I I don't see it happening. I have got I, I have to say though, Facebook. I guess you can't say this anymore, but Facebook was a Twitter. Uh, with you can't oh, say that. You that can't, was a good yeah, pun. You can't say that. Yeah, Funniest memes that were out there now. Got Brian Williams out there, and and uh, on the top of it, there he is sitting at his desk, and it says, you know, I was on the 
desert road in Iraq, and then underneath of it, it's some outrageous thing, like, and then Frodo came and gave me the ring, and... <laughs> And there was just there was a Star Trek one where he was sitting on the the the, uh, the deck of the Enterprise. <laughs> they just had all kinds of outrageous stories. Uh, one thing I do want to get into is uh, cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. Uh, the the, the I, I, did you read about this? We got cheaters, man. We got cheaters uh, I, here. I know it, this is is news to me here. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, on what? Chicago, the Little League World Series team. Okay, I that's I have not really? up to snuff on that. Well, there they are. These are the U.S. champions of last year's Little League World Series. So obviously, I don't know if do you watch the Little League World Series. I do not. Oh my gosh, I watch this it. This is baseball we're talking about. Every fall. Oh, and every fall. Little nose miners. Uh, don't tell me they deflated some baseball. No, they didn't. Williamsport. I watch it every fall. No. I just absolutely love it. So there's a a U.S. bracket and there's an international bracket, and then the the right. two winners come and and we this team came through and won the U.S. championship, and played Seoul. Or, uh, they played the team from South Korea. Oh, they I, I thought you meant they played with Seoul. They did. They played hard. They These played kids hard. played hard. Heart and Seoul. And won the U.S. championship, went and, and to the White House, and, and of course, from Chicago. So Chicago, my President Obama. Yeah. Uh oh. Now, oh, you're gonna throw something. You're gonna bring me down. I'm gonna bring you down, baby. Because they do. How do you cheat? I will tell you how they cheated. You did. You dipped the balls in. No. 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 The old Brady trick. No. 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 You know what they did? These kids didn't do anything. These kids fought hard. They played hard uh, and won the U.S. champion. It was the adults. Uh Oh, yeah, sure. They got stripped of their U.S. championship. Uh, What they did was the the adults got together there in the little, little league area of Chicago, and they decided to expand the boundaries. Because in little league, certain teams... Get their kids from certain areas. That's the way that it is. Just like we have it. There's a Lahana team. There's a Swink team. There's Shaw team. All those oh, things. So, they so these kids are a little outside some <laughs> boundaries. They went outside the boundaries just a tad bit to grab some more uh, qualified players. And how far out the boundaries, like? Missouri. No, I don't know how far it was outside the boundaries. But Little League uh, here in the United States uh, caught them. That's cheating. They stripped them of their U.S. championship, which is a sad deal. Yeah, but, you know, in these days and times, about everything gets stripped. Yeah. You know, Lance Arms. It's like everybody, you know, the batting champ or whatever. It's like everything comes with a tarnish now. It's, it it's does. Sad. It's sad. But unfortunately for these little guys, that's that's who I feel bad for. I feel bad for the kids. Uh, they didn't You cheat. know, big, for them probably, big deal a kid's fishing outside their, you know, yeah. it's he's been playing with the team for a while. He's right. their friend. He's their buddy. Right. That's. That's yeah. really sad. But literally, to keep the integrity of the game, did it? You know, there was another. Um, uh, now, was there any illegal betting on boundary uh, deals? Going I don't know, but it's very indicative of Chicago. Um, I think. Wait, you're saying Chicago is known for cheating, dirty, shystery tricks? Are you Chicago? Really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Chicago way. That's the Chicago way. What are you prepared to do? <laughs> We're prepared to expand the boundaries. <laughs> Did you win? They go fifty miles out of the boundary. You go hundred. That's what you're prepared to do. That's the Chicago job. way. Go home, sleep well. <laughs> go home, sleep well. Okay. That's right. You've done your job. Yeah. <laughs> I've been working on my Sean Connery in the shower. It, it's not That's right. Dress. I think we both need to do some more work. <laughs> anyway, not long enough showers. No. Anyway, uh, they got Kashi. Another another big thing. Yes. I see that uh, um, 
the Powerball was won. Oh, I heard that. I didn't hear who, uh, what. I think North Carolina, Texas, and Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. I think Good it was North, Puerto Rico. I think it was North Carolina. Let me bring that up and see. Let me see. Yeah. North Carolina. North Carolina, Puerto Rico, and Texas. Share three tickets shared in the $564 million. $300-and-some million. Isn't that something? You get a Powerball up to a half a billion dollars. That's yeah. crazy. That's so they're going to take home about $100 million apiece, something like that, after taxes, $50, 60000000 million. I mean, guy could do all right with that. Guy could do okay with fifty-some million dollars. Yes, absolutely. Other things that are going on in the news as I perused <laughs> the interwebery, uh, uh, the 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 past few days. You know, uh, interesting thing. Now, a big thing on Drudge Report, Washington Post, Washington Times, Washington Post. It's starting for Scott Walker. We talked last week about him being a front runner, and as soon as you become a front runner, boy, you got a big giant bullseye on your back. Now they're starting to dig into his college years, so I'm wondering what will come up with Scott Walker. There'll be something. Oh, sure, he did something mean to an elementary girl when he was, you know, eight years old or something. Yes, yeah. did some probably yeah. worse than that. And if they can't find anything, they'll make it up. Another interesting thing that happened that poor, poor liberals are just, they're so sad. They're lamenting. Lamentations? They're having lamentations. There are lamentations. John Stewart is leaving the Daily Show. So that doesn't quite know when he's leaving for sure, but. Did he ever say why he was leaving? He's probably tired of it. He's probably going to go to MSNBC. Sit next to Chris Matthews. (laughs) Why would. No. John Stewart could pretty well write his ticket most places, I would imagine. I don't think he's going to take a dive down. I think he's going to run for office. I think John Stewart's going to run for office. He's going to be a, what is it, Al Franken. He's going to be an Al Franken. We're going to have a Congress made up of SNL writers. (laughs) It's going to be good. It is going to be. Well, yeah, there's a bunch of clowns, and now they're just going to yes. be more comedians, huh? Yes. Okay. Huh. Jokes, what he plans to do. Jokes everywhere. Interesting thing. Uh, Mike Kaufman, from the great state of Colorado, mm-hmm. right here. Mike Kaufman, a Republican, uh, sits on the Veterans Affairs Board. And, and, and a longtime veteran. A longtime know. veteran. Served uh, the only the only congressman served, to serve uh, three, two, 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 two tours two tours in Iraq. They questioned the VA uh, head yesterday or two days ago. Did you see that? No, uh, I haven't. You know the VA. There, there's a lot of and back when the news came up, oh, the veterans are getting. That's not new. That's been going on for ever since I've been little. Right. VA guys have talked about it. Man, I if I have my appointment, I can't get in for a year. Year, yeah. two months, three months. Yeah. It's, it's not news. What was news was the. Doesn't make it any less horrible, though. Oh, it's absolutely good. Well, I'm not a fan of the whole VA system. I just yeah. more privatize vouchers and just help pay well, the, for them, but the, don't. The VA, the VA guy was there, yeah. and Mike Kaufman's. Talking to him about, you know, you screwed up. What's going on? And it gets a little testy. Mm. Oh, it got testy. One line was this. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. So Mike Kaufman's talking about all the. He's up. He's around the Denver area, right? Right. <clears throat> and so he's talking about all the vets that have been talking to him. And saying, you know, this this stinks. We can't get in. Nothing's good. This is horrible. This is absolutely horrible. And the VA guy shouts back at him, I've been here for six months. You've been here a lot longer. You know, shouldn't you have done something uh, to help them out? So that started the ball rolling, okay? Then they start talking about these servicemen and women who are coming back from Iraq, coming back from Afghanistan. And here sits Mike Kaufman who served two tours, two tours 
in Iraq. And the VA head, who has been the CEO of Procter & Gamble. And it gets testy and testy and testy. And the VA guy says this. This is what he says uh, about knowing about veterans and helping veterans out, which Mike Kaufman has bent over backwards to do. The guy from Procter & Gamble says, I ran a major company. What have you done? (laughs) (laughs) That's what he says. That's what he says. I run a major company. What have you done? There, I mean, that's that's the mentality of of these people. I wonder if Procter and Gamble was really sad to see this guy go. I don't know. It's like, wow. I know VA this. The VA, oh, the VA wasn't happy to see him come to to them. So, it, it, and and it's true. It was broke. I I, I give it all the. You know, all it's due. It was broke when he got there, but you don't you don't say that. You don't, as the head of the Veterans Affairs, you don't say that to a veteran. <laughs> no, it, it, it takes a veteran, do? but to a what do you do? especially yeah. to a to a veteran that sits on the on the committee across from your table. You you just get you just come across as an idiot. You know the other thing that I saw, and I want to I want to get your take on this because it's all over. It's starting to really creep up in the web, and I'm sure that you haven't seen it. And you're going to poo-poo it, and but it's okay. There, it's everybody's talking about now this whole where's Hillary? Where's Hillary? All the pictures now, just an outline of Hillary, just a blackened out, out outline of Hillary. I, I'm glad I'm and that. and and I can't remember her first name. Who's the who's the other lady? Warren, Warren, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Warren. I don't know if you saw this or not, but actually won a won the poll in Iowa. Won a poll in Iowa this past week uh, for Democratic nominees over Hillary Clinton. And so now there are murmurings, murmurs going on. Where's Hillary? Is Hillary, is she out? Is she out? And every once in a while you get these news stories that you think, wow, you dug deep for that one. Here's the, here's the headline for the story. Talk of Biden for, as presidential candidate <laughs> is all but gone. Oh, shoot. <laughs> oh, shoot. I as if the American people, Joe. as if the American people didn't know that. Nobody's talked about Biden for, I don't know when it was here. Uh, but now evidently it's gone. So we got Elizabeth Warren, we got Where's Hillary? And the news that broke this morning, Philadelphia will host the 2016 Democratic National Convention. Hmm. The city of brotherly love. Well, it's good for Philly. Philly's a Philly, great town. Philly is a, is, a, is a great town. I've never been there. Really the, well, so instrumental. That was the heart of our, the beginnings of our country was the great town. It's almost sacrilegious to... To send the Democratic National Convention there, isn't it? it, it oh, I know. I, I said the place where they, it, the place it, where it, the Constitution was born, born. <laughs> and where our, our great first president of the United States. Say what you want about the Democratic Party, but boy, they have they have a sense they have a sense of irony, doesn't it? Yeah. Philadelphia. It was Philadelphia that GW and uh, the first what two three presidents? How many presidents? Wasn't it Philadelphia where they resided? New York. New York. No, it was New York. Okay, you're the president. No, I, I just I don't I don't know. Maybe Jim can Google that. Maybe right? you know the because the, what the White House wasn't oh, until yeah. eighteen what like well, sixteen or I think or Adams. I think Adams was John, the first. John, the second president yeah. was lived in the White House. I believe. Not sure on that. Really, I was thinking there's like two or three. It might have been. Maybe I'm I'm confusing confusing my Adams. Although I think there was a clip. Obama mentioned something about George Washington uh, at at 
lived when at the White House. Here at the White House, and did George Washington have this? And it's like George Washington oh, George. didn't have the White House. Oh, oh, Barack. Oh, Barack. You just say the silliest. You thing. say the silliest, silliest thing. So yeah, lots of things going on in the news, and and we we mentioned you. Uh, you are correct. Where where John, was the John Adams? Do you know where uh, Jimbo? See if you can find out where did George Washington live as president. And that that that's exactly how I would Google it. I, I've seen it somewhere. So I, I got I, I got remember. New York uh, two for two for me. Really, New York? Huh? I can't believe that you doubted my historical accuracy. Make makes sense, I guess. You know who his neighbor was, don't what you? Am I? Stephen Hawking. Unbelievable. <laughs> oh, no, it was. So, uh, it, it, I can't. You know what? You're a lot like my wife. I don't know why people do that. I, why do people I, doubt me? Why do you doubt me when it comes to that? Why did you even. Why, why would you even. Because you didn't seem sure of yourself. I was I, I was pretty you sure. Said, I think I think it was a. Isn't that amazing? Oh, then you go. Oh, I think it was a, uh, at the federal. Okay. On Wall Street. Okay. So it's in in North. So so here's the amazing thing that I think is just fantastic. Even in my unsureness, I am one hundred percent accurate. <laughs> that is something, my friend, isn't it? That is something. Was that John Adams? Uh, didn't he serve two terms? Two terms. Was it his first term or his second term that he? Yeah. That he occupied the White House. I want dates. I don't. You know, I don't know, but I do know this. I, I've been. I've been. For some reason, I get stuck on these crazy things. Yeah. We're stuck right now. We're we're in a. No, no, it's no. just I, I get stuck on this. I I get stuck on either presidential things or I get stuck on White House things. And I watched a thing about Truman tearing down the White House. Just 1800. There you go. There you go. 1800. So, okay. And you know what? It, well, wasn't there a. <clears throat> man, I'm, I'm funny yeah. on my White House. Wasn't there a huge. Uh, was it the War 1812? What? There's a huge damage to yes. There's when actually was that, still that, I mean, 1812. Was it the War of 1812 that uh, <clears throat> the thing really got? Yeah. Just when the British came and burned the White House down. That's that's okay. when Dolly Dolly Madison almost said Dolly Parton. Dolly Madison. Dolly Madison grabbed the picture and ran. Actually left having a huge dinner. Left the dinner on the table. No. The British came in and ate it and then burned it. Burned it to the ground. Oh, those nasty Brits. They left. Oh, the, I, when, even when they redid it, they left a big giant burn mark on the portico. Uh, in, in one of the porticos where the West Wing and the East Wing, or, or the, oh, the, main, okay. the main. Well, house. when when was it occupied? How long did it take to get reoccupied? After I don't that? know. That's that. what I was thinking. Yeah, the I don't, late, I don't like know 18, that. Yeah. 17 yeah. or some. I, yeah. I, don't I don't know about that. Huh. That's. But yeah, they burned it to the ground, came in and burned it down, and then we rebuilt it. And then, of course, when Truman came in, it was falling apart. He he gutted it, just kept the outside and gutted the entire inside. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and then went over and lived at the Blair House where uh, the assassination attempt uh, took place for Truman. Two Secret Servicemen. One Secret Serviceman uh, was killed. It was, yeah. Anyway, a little bit of history there for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but yeah, that's what's going on. Hey, we're going to take a break when we come back. Uh, I really want to talk about this, and and I don't know. You're going. I know you're. I know what you're going to say. You're going to say who cares? But it's not a who cares. It's a. It, it, it's maybe not as big a deal as we make it, but there's something in there. It happened while we were on the air last week, and we've had a, a week to digest it. We're going to talk about uh, President Barack Obama's comments at the National Prayer Breakfast. I don't know if you're up to par on that. You're oh, gonna, if yeah. he's uh, 
telling us to get off our moral high moral high horse. We're going to talk about that. I've got a a response from Rabbi Zacharias. Because a thousand years ago, we uh, Christians did bad things. Yes, I'm going to talk about that. We're going to play that. Uh, I want to get your input on that because I think it's a big deal. I've got a a response from Rabbi Zacharias. Uh, So uh, we're going to do that. Stay with us. You're listening to the Derek and George Live Show right here on Blog Talk Radio. If you watch a game, it's fun. If you play it, it's recreation. But if you work at it, it's golf. A golf course should aspire to generate as much energy as it consumes. And four miles north of Marion, Indiana, is a golf course that does just that. 6,690 yards of pure energy. Arbor Trace Golf Club is a course that's beauty is matched only by its bite. A course that can test not only the steel of one's nerves, but the metal of their irons. It's a course for the beginner who desires to learn the game as well as the player who is ready to challenge it. So whether you're looking to play just for the fun of the game or the opportunity to work hard on it, Arbitrace Golf Club is the course for you. Give Arbitrace Golf Club a shot, because in golf, the most important shot you ever make is the next one. Chase the reasons why, chase the spark inside each other's eyes, desires are a war. 
to Derek and George Live on the Road Less Travel Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to the Derek and George Live Show right here on Blog Talk Radio. I'm Derek. This is George. Jimbo's in the producer's booth. <clears throat> I want to get to uh, this this thing that happened. There's a thing out there. There it is, just out there. Right there. Thing? It's a thing. Yes, it's an ab- absolute uh, thing that is out there. It happened while we were on the air uh, last week. Every year there's a national prayer breakfast. Uh, and people speak. This year President Obama spoke. We've talked uh, ad nauseum about uh, Ben Carson speaking at the national prayer breakfast when he really became prominent on the national stage, uh, talking about medicine and, and Obamacare and taxes. and, and uh, But this year, uh, President Obama wanted to talk about ISIS or ISIL or terrorists or Islamic extremists. Or no, I don't think he wanted to talk about Islamic uh, extremists. Or, or, or uh, those who commit horrendous acts in the name of distorted Islam. Yeah. 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 Those people. Those people. And so I want to play that uh, little part. It's three. Uh, for those of you watching YouTube, you can see that. Jimbo, let's go ahead and spin that up. We see faith driving us to do right. But we also see faith being twisted and distorted, used as a wedge, or worse, sometimes used as a weapon. From a school in Pakistan the streets of Paris, we have seen violence and terror perpetrated by those who profess to stand up for faith, their faith, profess to stand up for Islam, but in fact are betraying it. We see ISIL, a brutal, vicious death cult that, in the name of religion, carries out unspeakable acts of barbarism terrorizing religious minorities like the Yazidis, subjecting women to rape as a weapon of war and claiming the mantle of religious authority for such actions. We see sectarian war in the murder of Muslims and Christians in Nigeria, religious war in the Central African Republic, a rising tide of anti-Semitism and hate crimes in Europe so often perpetrated in the name of religion. So how do we, as people of faith, reconcile these realities? The profound good, the strength, the tenacity, the compassion and love that can flow from all of our faiths operating alongside those who seek to hijack religious for their own murderous ends. Humanity has been grappling with these questions throughout human history. And lest we get on our high horse and think this is unique to some other place, remember that during the Crusades and the Inquisition, people committed terrible deeds in the name of Christ. In our home country, slavery and Jim Crow all too often was justified in the name of Christ. Michelle and I returned from India, an incredible, beautiful country full of this magnificent diversity, but a place where in past years religious faiths of all types have on occasion been targeted by other peoples of faith, simply due to their heritage and their beliefs, acts of intolerance that would have shocked Gandhiji, the person who helped to liberate that nation. So this is not unique to one group or one religion. There is a tendency in us, a sinful tendency, that can pervert and distort our faith. 
In today's world, when hate groups have their own Twitter accounts and bigotry can fester and hidden places in cyberspace, it can be even harder to counteract such intolerance. But God compels us to try. And in this mission, I believe there are a few principles that can guide us, particularly those of us who profess to believe. Okay. <clears throat> so, my, my first question was this. What what was he? What was the? What was the point? Why? Why was he trying to get? What do you think he was trying to get at, with the whole idea of before we get on our, our moral high horse? And and we should probably be cautious here, because we don't want to come across as how how dare you question Christianity? What's the point? What do, you think, what do you think he was trying to say? Why did he bring it up? Why write that in there? Nothing good can come from that. So why is it there? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it's other, other than he, he, you know, he has equivocated and, and, and you know, and tried to play down any... Uh, ties to the Muslim religion for ISIS for forever. Right. But but right. the the whole point of it to me is I you know not I, I don't disagree with with much of that of of what he said prior to moral high. My point is so what we understand that I understand that you know a hundred uh, you know in, in, in the start of our country we had slaves. Mm-hmm. Does that make my ancestors, does that make me responsible? The sins of the father type of idea? What happened 200 years ago? No, it happened. Yes, stuff was waged and has been, yes, I agree with that, in the name of religions. Mm-hmm. So what? And I think does that, that mean yeah. we now do not? Why is saying that? ISIS is a horrible thing, and they should be eliminated. Why is that? Is that getting on a moral high horse, saying what you're doing is outrageous? Is that a moral high horse? <clears throat> yeah, I, I don't know. I I don't get it. I that don't know what he was trying to accomplish. And I think that was the whole point of the uh, of the disagreement that people had with this was that phrasing of the moral high horse. Because to me, as I listened to it. Uh, what he seemed to be saying was, hey, before we say this is horrible, what ISIS is doing, we should also remember what happened in Christianity. And in saying that, almost made it appear that we should we should uh, come back with the phrase of, we did it too, and so it's not that bad. Before you get on your moral high horse and condemn what ISIS is, it's almost like they're saying maybe we shouldn't be so hard on ISIS. Well, you see what I'm I saying? think that's what most normal people draw, and that's what I drew from it. It's, it's yeah. well, it, it's a horrible thing, but you know we did horrible things too. So yeah, uh, so let's, maybe it's not let's as bad. not judge. That now, is, because in the past, if you're going with Christ, let right. he who has not sin cast the, the first stone. stone. Yeah. Now, are we throwing a stone at ISIS? Uh, I'm sorry, I I haven't killed anybody. I right. haven't you know torched anybody lately, cut their head off. I think I have a little moral high horse right. to say this behavior is despicable. You ever heard of Ravi Zacharias? What's that? You ever heard of Ravi Zacharias? Have you heard of him? Uh, He's a Christian apologetist, and and I've heard him speak before. Uh, I heard him at a, uh, a Promise Keepers. He he wrote a response to Obama's address at the National Prayer Breakfast. I'm going to pull some of the things out of here that he says because I think he's exactly right. He says, for those who did not hear the talk, it is sufficient to say that it was the most ill-advised and poorly 
chosen reprimand ever given at the National Prayer Breakfast. I've been to several and have never, ever heard such absence of wisdom in a setting such as this. I wasn't at this one, but I've heard the speech often enough to marvel at the motivation for such thoughts. He goes on to say, uh, he, he talks about, the, uh, you know, how kind of the, the whole idea is distorted a little bit. He says, let me go to the president's final statement after he wandered off into erroneous territory. The final remark was true. He says, it is sin that leads us to distort reality. He was right. In fact, he embodied it in his talk. Uh, and then he goes on to say, uh, he, he, he talks about, uh, there's good news for the president, at least in the Christian message, forgiveness is offered for sin. In Islam, it isn't. You must earn it. May I dare suggest that if Christians had been burning Muslims and beheading them, he would have never dared to go to Saudi Arabia and tell them to get off their high horse. <laughs> he unwittingly paid a compliment to those who preach grace and forgiveness. That is the dominant theme of the gospel. That is why we sit in courtesy, listening to the distortion of the truth, the abuse of a privilege, and the wrongheadedness of a message. The world is burning with fear and apprehension. We need a message that will inspire and encourage and redeem. This year's National Prayer Breakfast speech was a blunder in thought, but there was a silver lining. In the end, President Obama blundered into the truth that sin distorts, um, and only Jesus Christ restores the truth. Christ will ever rise up to outlive his pallbearers. Even presidents will have to get off their high horses then and recognize the Lord of life and hope and peace. There will be no speech-making then, only a prayer of surrender, which is what the National Prayer Breakfast was meant to be in the first place. That was Ravi Zacharias' words. Um, I, I think, I, I think it, there was enough uh, said about it. It was a big thing during the week, but uh, I don't think it's something that we need to just sit here and go on for years and years and years. I don't think it's something that you go back and pull up in 2016 and try and lay it on another Democratic candidate. I think it's one of those things that uh, I think he was trying to make a point. He made it very poorly. I'm not I'm just not quite sure what the point was. That that was my whole thing from that. I understand what he was saying. I understand that the uh, the Crusades just wasn't sure of the point, nor was I sure that that was the appropriate setting at a national prayer breakfast when you have individuals from all faiths sitting in front of you to bring that up and to tell us to get off our moral high horse. I'm not quite sure that... Uh, and, and once again, I will have to say, as in with every president, well, I was embarrassed I will, for if, us if once again. If we get off our moral high horse, yeah. what do we do? Yeah. Yeah. What, 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 what happens then? Do, do we... Okay. Wow. My faith a thousand years ago did some really bad things. So it's ISIS's so turn now? now? It's ISIS's turn, so... But we just have to live with it because... How about it, infidels? Get out! I don't understand that. And so now what do we do? We submit to, to the progressive circle of history and say to ourselves, we did it. It's How dare we stand up and say, you can't do it. That just doesn't that, that doesn't make sense to me. I don't get it, baby. I don't get it. Anyway, it was a big. I'm with you. I don't get it either. It was a big deal, and there wasn't any clarification that came out of the White House. And and I, I really wish, I really wish we would have heard something. This is a, an amazing transparent. Well, it's, White it's House very transparent. Right through to it's very transparent. Yes. And uh, so I I think once again embarrassed for us. Uh, I I, th I think that uh, I, it just yeah yeah it's, it's been, been it, a lot of embarrassment in the last few years. You know, it, it, I'm sure that the left goes after went after Bush because he said a lot of dumb things, and he just came across did, dumb. Did you hear a poll? And I and I this this 
I, I thought amazing. And yeah. you know me, I'm not huge on polls, but mm-hmm. if it's correct, I, and I can't remember, but I, I believe it was a reliable poll, but mm-hmm. 79%. So mm-hmm. basically four out of five uh-huh. Democrats yeah. approve and think Obama has done a yes. fine job. Isn't that amazing? What isn't, are you? Yeah, isn't that amazing? Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah, just amazing. Hey, we want to get to the Ask George question, though, because this is a, it's a very simple question. Yeah. I pulled it out because it's very interesting. It's from a guy in Texas named Brian, uh, and Brian's got a question for George. i got a question for you. I thought it was a good question. Dallas, I believe. Huh, just two weeks in a row. Yeah, and so uh, he's he's got a question. We'll bring that up. It says, Dear George, what is your best advice for someone turning 50? 50 year old Brian from Dallas, Texas. <laughs> I, I saw that. I came across that one. I thought, that's an interesting question. Uh, evidently, Brian's turning turning fifties in Dallas, Texas, and he wants to ask you, "What's your best?" Because it's a big thing, I think. I haven't got there yet. You're well past that. Well, well is not, you know, significantly well, past. Well. Significantly is a big word, is it? It's a big word. It's coming gone. Let's put it that way, dear George. What is your best advice for someone turning fifty? And fifty-year-old Brian from Dallas, Texas, wants to know the the thinking mind of the fifty-plus George. You got it. Oh wow! Well, I wish I knew his his family background. <laughs> I don't know. All I know is that he's fifty years old. And he's from Dallas, Texas. I don't know. I have no idea. It was a very short email, and it says, "What is your best advice for someone turning 50? I thought that was a little buzzer. Just uh, right there. What do you think? No advice. No. Uh, well, I'm. I'm what, is, what is? First of all, okay. This and this isn't great. No, we've only got eight minutes, seven minutes. No, I'm, yeah. I'm just slow on this. It's, uh, <laughs> See, my advice would have been to do your best to make it to fifty-one. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't no, got there yet. See, I understand what he's saying. Middle age, and this is well past 50, middle age. I was going to say 50s, middle age. No, well, see, you weren't you weren't listening. I know. It's That's why I was going to say. It's I'm sorry. It's substantially past, but yeah. strangely enough, some mm-hmm. men hit a midlife deal yeah. later mm-hmm. around the, the 50 deal. Okay. So. Uh, so what should fifty-year-old Brian do then? What's it? Be what you are. Be what you are. But now you're going to savor, savor mm-hmm. where you're at. There's a lot of good things that come with with fifty. That AARP suddenly uh, incredible cards? wisdom popped into my brain. A lot of stuff 50. from the retirement no, people. Uh, I both embrace age and fight it. In the physical uh, realm, yeah. I do not want so through exercise, diet. I mm-hmm. want to be as young as I can physically, uh, mm-hmm. for as long as I can. Not sure. so much to extend my life, but okay. to increase the quality of the time I do have. So I, I don't really do it to make myself live longer. I just the time I'm here, I want to be enjoying it, useful, useful and able to throw grandchildren up high in the sky right. and. Right. And uh, climb up incredible huge water slides and go down yes. with them. And, uh, uh, That's good advice. Uh, I'm not quite it, sure it, what it was, but but it was good. I can't say no, it. No, it's really. <laughs> it's not. I don't. <laughs> well, it's hard to give advice if you don't know. A, I, don't, I did not consider 50 a problem. You did not consider it one No, I don't giant look back a lot and I don't look says, forward a as lot. As Dickens called it the iron menagerie of the the coffin nail or anything like that. No, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> that got dark. <laughs> that got dark quick. That got dark. I pulled out Dickens, man. 
<laughs> pulled out Charles Dickens on that. Especially, well, the only the only thing you know, people will say age is relative. Now, I just said when we said Forrest uh, Tucker, yes, and I said what sixty eight, he died at what sixty seven, yeah, and I I said, well, that's pretty young, and you're going, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess so. Well, I not guess, quite sure I and, said and, it with that. And, and, uh, and your Fajal, yeah, uh, agree right. to this: the older you get, the, the older you are. <laughs> the, the, the less you, you know, you look at things. That's not too darn. Oh, you know, a guy that's turning fifty, like uh, Brian, right. there in Texas, right. at a certain age in my life, I'm like, whoa, that Brian, he's an old dude. Yeah, especially if I'm like twenty-two yeah. or something like You're that. You're like, wow, he's an old guy. Yeah, he's older than my dad. Well, yeah. and now I'm looking. Yeah, Brian's. He's yeah. He's a contemporary. He's a yeah. He's a peer. He's a. He's a guy that was in middle school when I was in college. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I think that I, I I would it, it, I would embrace those things that come with that. In in my life, it was a uh, it's it had been an empty nest for a while. Yeah, uh, empty nest can be a oh it it can be a wonderful thing. Looking forward it's, to it. <laughs> I'm looking some people like oh their kids leave. Yeah, and if they fail to remember who they were, if, if, yeah, if they the kids were the, the kids. total focal yeah. point of their marriage, then so they're who they're yeah. married to, and that yeah. kind of thing. Uh, and I, th- I think that's I think that's great advice, Brian from Dallas, Texas. That's I, that's George's no, advice. You don't. It's not great. It's just blathering. To, Brian, to, I'm sorry. I don't have uh, to be succinct and to kind of pearls for you. Wrap up what George is saying, Brian. <laughs> uh, Fifty years old. Embrace. The horror. I don't know if you like that answer, but by golly, that's George's story. <laughs> that's my story. Remember my advice. Embrace the Lord, Brian. Hey, if you go on DerekandGeorge.com and go down to the bottom, click Ask George, you can send George any kind of question you want. We'll try and get it on the air, and it just be you can be exposed to the pearls of wisdom, the nuggets, <laughs> the just absolute nuggets that come flowing. Thank you. In the face of George Larson, I, unbelievable. Just uh, really good. A Sarcasm. And, no, and, oh, no, there wasn't any. Facetious. Facetious. That's hey, the word. We gotta go. It is Thursday, February twelfth, two thousand fifteen. We hope you have a great day. We remind you every Thursday morning, eight a.m. Mountain Standard Time. You can listen to Derek and George live right here on Blog Talk Radio. So no matter where you're at, whether you're in sunny California, rainy Florida, or back east getting hammered in Boston, digging out somewhere. Uh, either either up in the sky or back behind those clouds that are there, the sun is shining, and we all know, sun's out. Snow's out in Beantown. <laughs> God bless. See you next Thursday.